0: Hey girl, hey. I'm Reagan O'Brien, a nonprofit founder, chronic illness fighter, and an IBD warrior with a J-pouch. Each episode we will bring you a story, thought or guest that empowers you to heal, be happy, and follow your dreams while living with a chronic illness or mental health condition. We do not need to fear living a life that makes us happy. We simply only need to recognize the power is within us to live our best lives. Remember, tough times never last, but tough people always do. Get ready to live the life you always dreamed of, improve your quality of life, and help break some stigma. You are not alone. Let's talk it out together. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome week and an even better month of February. I am so excited to be here on the Warrior and Her podcast and recording a new episode for everyone. Um, As you know, or you may not know, Fight Club has transitioned into an online support group. So if you are not involved in it already, uh, you should definitely take the time to sign up. It's for mental health and chronic illness conditions, and I think you're really going to love it. So today's episode is all about our monthly theme for the support group, which is living a life fulfilled with a chronic illness or mental health condition. Um, I really wanted to talk about like three tangible steps to get you started to start living a life that's fulfilling for you and one that you're proud of and one that you love. I know that it's a lot dealing with a mental health condition or a chronic illness. I myself have, you know, four different ones. So it's a lot. Um, I have four chronic health issues and I have two mental health diagnoses. So I go through a lot on a regular basis. Um, And I was thinking, like, what better way to start off Fight Club than talking about, you know, living your life fulfilled and not letting these – interfere with your happiness and getting the best of you. So today we're going to talk about three tangible steps to get you started. And you can download the worksheet at the end of this episode if you feel called to do so. And it's just a little worksheet that I made just to like get you thinking, get your mind like going like, okay, how can I improve my life? How can I live more fulfilled with this chronic illness or this mental health condition? So This first step that I talk about, um, and I'm recording a video for this to put on our portal whenever our membership portal finally gets launched. (laughs) It's been a lot trying to get like a website up and it's definitely going to be worth it when it's up. So I'm super excited about that. We've also had some great speakers come on already, and I can't wait to have those in the portal and all kinds of fun stuff for you. So it will be just like your mental health slash chronic illness, you know, log in, chill, let's work on this stuff and (laughs) get support and all those good things. So anyway, like the first step I talked about is, you know, recognizing and acknowledging your spirit experiences. Because before you can even go into that process of like making improvement, you know, moving forward with things, is you really have to recognize and acknowledge where you're at. And that's going to take maybe some time to like sit there and really absorb the things you have gone through and what you have been through. But I wanted to share this quote even before I get into the um, topic more. So the only failure is quitting. Everything else is just gathering information. Uh, That's from the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And the thing is, you know, start small, you know? The only way you're going to fail at this is by just giving up and not even trying. So if you're in the place where you're like, I want to work on my mental health condition and managing it better, or I want to work on knowing how to manage my chronic illness. Because like, yes, these diagnoses, they're never going to go away. But if you want to improve your life, you can totally do it. You just have to put yourself in the mindset to be like, all right, I got this. Let me just try and do something. You don't have to be perfect, and I think a lot of the times something that will hold us back is like, I'm not good at this, or I feel like I'm not equipped to do this. But trust me, if you're even thinking about it, the pieces will start coming together, and you'll start figuring it out. So some of the things you may experience due to your chronic illness or mental health condition, and these are the main ones I wrote down that I've experienced, but trust me, I know firsthand, there are plenty of other things you're probably going through. So the first one I wanted to talk about was like shame and guilt. I think a lot of the times, like I know when I got diagnosed with colitis, I was like, is it my fault for stressing out too much? Is it my fault for not eating maybe perfect diet? Is it my fault? Is it my fault? Is it my my genetics? And that's the thing is like, your mind wants to play tricks on you and tell you, oh, this is your fault. You have to be able to control this. But the reality of it is don't shame yourself and don't guilt yourself. Work on healing yourself so that you can get past these feelings that come up inside all of us, which are that guilt or that shame of like, okay, I feel guilty because if I wouldn't have stressed out so much, maybe I wouldn't have got diagnosed with this. Or you feel shame because like your diagnosis is like very um, not the most comfortable thing to talk about. Um, one of my diagnoses is called HS, hydronitis superativa, and it's a really nasty diagnosis. I don't, if you have a weak stomach, don't Google it. But anyway, it's like your skin uh, has this condition where your sweat glands don't work and then you get these cysts and then they burst and it's really painful. And for years and years, I just felt ashamed of that. And I had it since I was 12 years old and I would just hide it. And then they would, there would be these growths under my arms and I would play sports and I'm like, was always so worried somebody was going to see my armpits or see like in between my groin and my legs because I knew that those marks were there and I was just so ashamed of it. And really beating yourself up over it when you can't control it does not help. You can't beat yourself up and feel ashamed about your diagnosis. I know with my colitis, it was always that shame of like, okay, I got to run out and go to the bathroom. But It's better to know that like you're doing everything you can to get through the day than to sit there and beat yourself up for something you cannot control. And if we all were to focus on the things we can control, we would be a lot more satisfied, a lot more fulfilled, and a lot more happy. But the natural inclination is to be like, oh, how do I fix this? And some things you can't fix. Some things are external to you. All you can control is yourself and your reactions and how you react to it. And having that in mind with my health problems has really served me to get through them. I think in other aspects of my life, when it comes to people and relationships, I'm not so good with letting the external things happen. But I do notice that like with my health issues, I've been very open with myself, kind to myself. And I haven't really experienced that shame or that guilt in a while because I realized that, you know, this is beyond my control. I can't do anything about me being diagnosed with this. All I can do is manage it and take the medication I needed to take, you know, do the things within my control to make my diagnosis better for me. It doesn't mean my diagnosis will ever go away since they're lifelong, but I know that I have at least enough control to manage it and make my life better Than if I were to say, oh, I have no control over anything, but there are certain things you can control to help you and to relieve some of that shame and that guilt. So, yeah, shame and guilt was the first one I wanted to talk about. The next one I wanted to talk about was stress and depression. I think so many times when we have a diagnosis, we get stressed out about it. We're like, oh, I just need this to go away. And the reality of it is, The more you stress out, the worse it gets. And stress was my biggest thing that like really, really screwed me with my colitis. It made it worse and worse and worse. And the more I would stress, not even just about the disease, but also stressing about my life, different things in my life, like relationships, school, work, the more you stress about anything, the more it's going to hurt you. So a way to be productive about that is instead of stressing out about it, Look for the good things that are happening within that sector or even in another sector of your life. And that can help alleviate some of that stress because maybe if you don't have the exact amount of money you want right at this moment, the exact person in your life that you want right at this moment, the more you stress out about it, the less likely it is to get any better. So, what I've learned is, you know, when you release that energy and you don't let yourself stress so much about it, it actually gets better and in time you realize, okay, it's just not happening right now because it's not meant to happen right now. So make the most of the present moment and be present, which is important when you're combating the next two things I'm going to talk about, which are depression and anxiety. When you're depressed, if you're not, or when you're anxious and you're depressed, the more you try and beat yourself up over it, the harder it's going to be to overcome that and get through that. So the best thing you can do for yourself in those moments is just be nice to yourself. I know that sounds like a dumb answer. Like, oh, Reagan, if I was nice to myself, uh, wouldn't my depression go away? It doesn't mean it's going to go away. It just means it's going to make it more easy to control better and just, eh, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I, I would say I deal with anxiety a lot more than depression. So I am not the depression guru. I will have somebody come on and talk more about depression. I think a lot of people face depression a lot. Um, I know my main problem is definitely my anxiety, though. So I can tell you what I do for that is actually in recent days, I was waking up with like the most incredible anxiety. And I don't know if you guys ever feel this way, but like. You know, you just wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, this this is you're like worried the second you wake up. And I think the second you wake up, you're likely to think about all your problems right away. So it's important to like before you let that start to happen, get your mind into a place or a state that is just a good, calm, centered place. A way I've done this is I put on meditation music first thing in the morning. I go to my journal, I write. I say positive affirmations and make sure they're affirmations that you actually believe to be true about yourself. Because if you're saying an affirmation that you don't believe to be true, even if it's a great affirmation, it's not going to serve you. So pick things that you know are certain. Like for me, I would say, you know, one thing I know for certain about myself is I am strong. So that's one thing I can say is like, I am a strong woman. Okay. And a lot of people who say they're a strong woman, you know, whatever, you know, we make fun of them, whatever. But (laughs) I know for sure I am strong. I've been through a lot of things. I've overcome a lot of things. So when I say that affirmation, it's like, I believe it and I feel good. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty freaking strong. Like I went through that, 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 and I'm still standing. So like, I know for a damn fact that I'm strong and there's probably something different from you for you. Maybe you know for a fact that you're a nice person. So maybe you wake up in the morning and just be like, I am a nice person. And it might, it's gonna make you feel better right away. Something like that. Even a positive quote, you know, doing something right off the gate when you wake up that makes you feel better immediately will relieve that anxiety. It's not gonna take your anxiety away by any means, but it's going to help with the intensity of that anxiety. So that's something I've done. And then some other things you may experience due to your mental health or your chronic illness, maybe, you know, disconnect from, 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 (laughs) from, 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 sorry, (laughs) tongue twister, disconnect from your family and friends, social isolation, and decrease overall in your quality of life. And these are all amazing things that you do not want to have to, um, Miss out on, you know, your social life is so important. Your being with your family and friends is so important. Um, and having that quality of life that's so um beautiful, so you can experience the best life possible, those are all very important things. So don't forget to Be easy on yourself because if not, you're going to keep experiencing these things. And I know you've already experienced them because they're kind of like a side effect of being diagnosed with something like this. But just let yourself get through it and don't feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. So I'm at the point in the episode where I want to try and do this thing where it's like, I want to give you a second where you can think to yourself. But like, how are these challenges stopping you from living a fulfilling life? I don't know if it's one of the things I said, maybe you resonate, resonates with you or a few of them, but I want you to think for a second, like, how is this affecting my life in like, what am I going to do moving forward to control this? That's a big question. So I just wanted to like, take a second and let you think about that and absorb that. And now that you've kind of like thought about that and you've decided, yeah, this area of anxiety, I need to take more ownership over, or this area of shame or guilt, I need to take more ownership over, or whatever it is, whichever one it was that I said, um, keep that one in mind as we go into this next section, which is the step, second step, step two, which is formulating your plan for your growth and I think the biggest place to start is maybe you have more than one thing you're experiencing and you know it's because you have let this issue kind of get in your way and you're struggling to overcome the negative emotions or negative experiences you're having due to your diagnosis. So pick one area that really bothers you. And I think what I did this past month was I said, my anxiety is getting out of control. It's spiraling to the point where I can't even concentrate throughout my day. I can't get through things. So what I did immediately is I tackled that issue of anxiety and I've noticed a big change over the past few weeks ever since I started putting in my growth plan. So I'll give you an example of what I did um, to formulate my growth plan. So basically what I said was, okay, I know that I am struggling with anxiety really, really bad. So there's something I need to do to fix that. So I said to myself, I don't even know where to start. So I'm just going to post in the fight club group and ask people like, Hey, what do you guys do in the morning to alleviate your anxiety? And so many people came to my rescue and gave me all these great ideas. And I started to test some things out based off what they said. And it ended up being like, there was a combination of things that other people were doing that ended up working for me. One of them was journaling. One of them was meditation. One of them was prayer. And one of them was like positive affirmations. And I wanna add on to this morning routine and I wanna fix my anxiety, but my anxiety is too high to do that right now. And maybe you're like, okay, I have a perfect plan for how to tackle this, but I can't do it all right away. So what I say to you is like, do what I did. I took it step by step. So the first thing I did was like, okay, I'm gonna start first by just, you know, getting that music going again. And so what I've been doing is adding on to my morning routine to the point where now it's alleviating my anxiety. And my days have been a lot better because I was talking to somebody else in the group about this is like, if you have that morning routine, that's solid. And this is anxiety related. I don't know which area you're going to work on first. But like for me, I knew anxiety had to come first because it was affecting all the other areas and making those worse. So first thing I did was like that morning routine and it my morning routine is not where I want it to be, but it's a start. Like I have the music playing in the background. I'm getting all hipster on you. I got my, um, meditation on, I put on some essential oils. I have my puppy and I just sit there and I journal and I pray and I release that stress, that anxiety. I release it to God and I just, it makes my day so much better. And that's what I did to formulate my growth plan. And my growth plan is not finished yet. Um, And that's the thing is once you make a growth plan, I don't think it's ever really finished because it's just going to be an ongoing process if you want to continue to grow and evolve as a person. But what I've noticed is like just taking that step to like, you know, be like, I need this morning routine. This is important. If I don't have this, I'm going to just drown in my anxiety. And that self-awareness right there is what's going to help you when you're formulating your growth plan. You know what you're lacking right now. And the funny thing is it will come to you because you're intuitive. You will know what you need to give yourself to make it better. And that's the cool thing. It's almost like you're discovering yourself through this whole management of a diagnosis mental health-wise or chronic illness-wise. You learn so much about yourself because you're like trying to tackle this issue and trying to find what works for you. And I think when you're formulating your growth plan, just keep that in mind. Pick an area and start small. That's pretty much all there is to it when you're formulating this growth plan. It's not complex. Pick something and do one small thing every day to tackle that issue. So yeah, that was step two. And then step three is giving yourself grace and patience. So I'm still going to use myself as an example because it makes sense, but I've been doing this morning routine for anxiety and some days I wake up and I'm like, I can't meditate. Like, But just being there, I've learned is like, that's enough in itself. Even if your mind starts to wonder, even if your mind starts to drift, just doing it is enough. So if you're doing something and don't feel like it's right, give yourself grace, give yourself patience. Like It takes time to start loving something and feeling comfortable about it and really letting it improve your day. So that's the biggest thing. And along with that, um, I'm going to talk once again about that positive affirmation thing. So if you're sitting there right now and you're like, okay, I need to give myself grace. I need to give myself patience. I want you to, the first key in that is I want you to pick one adjective about yourself that you know is to be true without a doubt. So mine was strong. I am strong. So writing down that one that one adjective and falling back on that when things get challenging is something I started to do and something that's really, really important um, when you're giving yourself grace and patience to start working on tackling that issue of your life that is holding you back and it's holding your diagnosis back and it's making your quality of life decrease. So just say to yourself, like, I guess if you're me, if you're Reagan, say, I am strong and just soak it in, believe it, feel it. And in those moments of like anxiety where I'm like, the world feels like it's falling apart. I don't know what's coming next. I don't know what to do. I just say to myself, like, I am strong. And sometimes it just alleviates all of that worry, all that anxiety, and it makes everything so much better. So Hold tight to that one thing, that one self-belief that's positive, that always gets you through, that you know no matter what, even if your day doesn't go as planned, even if you're not feeling any better, you still know at the end of the day, like, you are that one thing. And so many people would kill to be that one thing. So, you are awesome and you got this. So, yeah. I'm going to upload the worksheet with this episode and I know I rambled on a lot, but I hope like my stories and my experiences were helpful if you're just diving into this like fulfilling life thing. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I wish you all the best uh, as you go about your week and have a beautiful day. Hey, girl, thanks so much for listening to the Warrior and Her podcast today. We hope you'll join us on our Facebook platform community, Fight Club, and we hope you will give us some feedback on this episode. Let us know how you like the podcast, and we hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for being with us.